My name is Brian, and today is Friday, October 6th, 2023, and this is episode 540 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled, Don't Use Bitcoin, My Thoughts on Arguments Against Bitcoin. I don't know, you might be able to tell if I'll agree with them or not, but today I will be giving my thoughts on these arguments that pop up. When uh, when you tell people they should use Bitcoin, they can, should consider Bitcoin. I talk to them about it. There's some uh, some very general uh, arguments that keep popping up. So I, I found a list of those. I put it together and I will be giving my thoughts on what I think of them. Uh, but first, let's grab that cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on and have a little chat. We'll dive into the topic in a little bit. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Gingerbread Farms. How we doing? Thanks for getting that hashtag in already. And Pip, how we doing this morning? Playing hooky. I mean, you're sick. You're sick, and you could not. Uh, you could not make it into work. I'm sorry. I can can't believe you're deathly ill, laying in bed, uh, barely alive. But thanks for pulling up YouTube and uh, and watching the show this morning. I appreciate it feel better. <laughs> Pip says Bitcoin is some Russian ploy to steal our money. You actually had a family member say that, huh? Huh? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Hunter, good morning over on Twitch. 10k giveaway this morning. Hit that element. Hashtag element. Let me, uh, I didn't even put this up. I was uh, getting ready for the show this morning and I kept looking at the clock. This morning's timing's been kind of off and uh, a little weird, and I was watching the clock, watching the clock, and had like eight minutes left, five minutes left, and I started doing something, and I went back to the, um, I went back to the StreamYard screen, and it was like 14 seconds before the show, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, um, let me see here, there we go. 10K giveaway. Word for the day is element. Element, because I actually ordered two of the element fire extinguishers. I talked about the other day on the show. I had K, I uh, found them uh, through TikTok, I believe. I saw them used. I was like, man, that's really handy. That would really, really, really convenient for the RV, both inside and out, uh, dealing with tire fires. That was what they were really. Um, what they really keyed in on when they when they developed their product uh they use some old technology which was uh which is always good you know why not why not why reinvent the wheel but they repackaged it and they made it uh very uh let's say small compact and it makes sense for a vehicle it makes sense for an rv a minimalist and i think it it looks like it probably works better than um the old school fire extinguishers for what they are it uh it produces it produces fire extinguishing uh gas for oh man up to a minute instead of that 10 to 15 seconds in another fire extinguisher there's no mess uh but yesterday i actually ordered two of them i will i'm hoping to get them in uh in my possession before um before 
I uh, uh, before SRF happens because I would love to do a demonstration of these and test them out. I've never used one. I've seen them tested. I've looked into them. I'm not 100% sure. I wanted to get my hands on one and actually use one. And what a perfect opportunity to do it in front of a bunch of people. Uh, but I ordered a couple of them. And if they do arrive on time, I'm going to uh, sacrifice them to the testing gods and hopefully do that at SRF. If not, I will be uh, I will be using at least one of them to uh, test here and, and do some video content on it and uh, see what I think of them and keep the other one probably for our use. If I get to use them at the festival, I, uh, I will probably fire off two if uh, if it makes sense. So. That's why I picked Element this morning. That's Element Fire Extinguishers. If uh, you're interested in checking them out uh, before I get my hands on them, before I test them, and you want to grab one, if you looked into them or you uh, you think they look like they're the real deal, if you trust uh, Porsche Cars, Porsche Clubs of America, uh, who sponsors them, uh, check them out. I will post a link here in the comments. I do. I, I ended up, I signed up for an affiliate account. So there you go. There you go. A Phil, uh, uh, Philippine Nomad testing. Yeah, you're here. I see you. I got you. I got you in the comments. Um, go ahead and uh, throw hashtag element in uh, Loco. You, uh, you may win two weeks in a row. Loco won the 10K giveaway last week. It was 30K. We had gotten up three weeks. Uh, three weeks in a row, I believe we didn't qualify the first week. Second week was donated back by uh, by Scrambling, and uh, now we are uh, we gave it away last week, so we're back to 10k. We get 10 people in today. We give it away, and that resets everything. That uh, that will make it a 15k base price, and uh, we'll need 15 people to get in. That's how we're gonna grow this show on Fridays. We might only have. Um, <laughs> Oh man, Hunter! Hunter says get a lithium battery on fire and see if it'll put it out. Um, yeah, dude, I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think a minute is gonna do it for a lithium battery. <laughs> they are ABC. Um, they are universal. Uh, I believe. What is there? Uh, is there? Um, there was another one. I have to look into it, but no, they are ABC all in one. Um, all all in one extinguishers and uh, i will have all the specs printed out I'll, I'll read those i'll have a video and everything um, but i've been uh, i've been going back and forth with uh with their um marketing team i guess i'm pretty sure it's it's a it's a very small group of people that i've been uh, emailing back and forth with so it's interesting it's interesting <laughs> um um Gingerbread says, so the way these work, you have to be aware they don't re they don't reduce heat. So be careful about reignition. I'm not uh, crapping on them, but it's an issue with the halon also. Yeah, um, this basically is just going to starve it of one of the sides of the fire triangle. Um, it's not going to coat it. It's not going to reduce heat. It's going to starve it out, get it to go out. I do uh, I do whole, wholly agree that uh, reignition and... But that that should be um, that should be a focus of any time you're putting a fire out. There should be there should be a watch on it, uh, even when you don't have a fire. Uh, that's what we learn when uh, we're doing hot work permits and things like that at in industrial settings. Is um, man that fire watch stays an hour, even if there is no fire, even if there's nothing put out, there's no fire. Uh, that's a that's an hour. 
that guy stands there and uh, watches watches the worksite site to make sure it doesn't go out. So appreciate that, Gingerbread. That uh, that is definitely a good tip with these, and uh, we will definitely keep that in mind for sure. I think this is uh, man, this is an emergency emergency thing, and. Um, uh gingerbread says it interrupts the chemical chain reaction all three sides of the triangle still exist um if it if it disrupts it and uh removes it temporarily do that does it still exist does it interrupt the does it interrupt the uh the the chain reaction or does it starve the fire of oxygen putting out the combustion i don't know I don't know. I'll have to dig in more, but uh, they don't. They're really they're pretty uh, tight lipped on uh, on the actual on the actual chemical they're using and the reaction they're using. Obviously, otherwise there would be a hundred of them on the market. So, I'm curious to get it. I'm curious to see what's printed on it and um, dig in even a little further. So, I'm uh, I'm excited to get them. Hopefully, they show up. They uh, they say they ship daily from uh, the U.S. Even though they they have U.S. manufacturing facilities or at least warehousing facilities, and they're in stock. They say they ship daily. They ship UPS ground. So we'll see. We'll see. We're a week out. <laughs> We're a week away from SRF, and hopefully, um, uh, hopefully they um, hopefully it works. Hunter says we're really interested in this fire extinguisher. I am. I really am. And it's 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 probably because as a maintenance guy in all these places, as um, working in industrial settings, you're always doing fire extinguisher training. You're always doing that. As the maintenance team, you're either part of setting it up, you're part of doing the training, you're part of cleaning it up, you're part of all of it. Uh, I I routinely was the guy that was doing the fire extinguisher inspections every month, going around and make sure they were all charged, dealing with the companies that were bringing them and taking them and recharging them and all of that. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it is, um, uh, I, I guess it is the, it is an interest of mine. It is an interest of mine. And when I see something that uh, takes away the mess and the size and the expiration, um, man, that lends itself to a lot of a uh, lot of leeway on the other side. So, um, uh, gotcha. Gingerbread says so there's four sides to the fire tetrahedron: fuel, heat, oxygen, and the center of the triangle is the chemical chain reaction gotcha gotcha perfect um what else do i have going on in the coffee chat notes um this weekend's plans i uh, uh today i guess this weekend I, I count as the three days uh between the time i talk to you guys that'll be friday after friday after the show through sunday morning um and uh and so today i gotta get out to delinquents gully I got a line on a barrel, uh, a 30 gallon barrel for the composting toilet. I got to pick up some other odds and ends to actually make it functional and then do a little design work on um, a urine diverter system. So I'm going to, uh, I have to design this. I, I was, I thought that Brian out uh, at Food Forest Farms and Camp Suniki out in the Pacific Northwest had 
designed a urine diverter for his his composting toilet. It is in design. It hasn't been actually constructed yet. So I'm uh, I'm doing this uh, I'm doing this freehand. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, I don't I don't envision it being done before workday before SRF, but uh, probably soon after. So I got to get the barrel in there. I got to get some measurements. I uh, I have to install a uh, what I guess you would call it a poop chute. Um, <laughs> that's terms used for other other purposes, but uh, this will be for the exit, uh, just to to uh, make things a little cleaner, and then a urine diverter to keep that liquid out of the drum. So um, so yeah, I, I have some design ideas on that, but I don't have the exact measurements where the clearance I'll have and uh, the dimensions of um, the hole and all sorts of things. But definitely have a few ideas, definitely have a, a general working idea of, uh, of how I want it to look, how I want it to function, and, and hopefully be able to put it together. And then also we're going to put a funnel in the side for the guys that need to actually go in the outhouse to, uh, to, to relieve themselves of liquid. Um, man, I, I hope people can just grab a tree. The foliage is still uh, enough here that you can go hide in the woods. But if you need to go inside, I'll put a funnel in there if you like to use a urine, urinal or whatever your deal is. But I will do that. Uh, so that's that's today is getting that drum, getting that out there, getting pine shavings, get everything set up to uh, be in use next week. But uh, yeah, and get that design. I also have to uh, harvest some firewood while I'm there, uh, get some deadfall. There are some some uh, really nice dead dry trees that have been sitting up uh, for quite a while. They look very, very, I scoped them out and uh, and have an idea where I want to cut up. But uh, man, it's supposed to drop. It's supposed to start dropping temperature tonight or tomorrow night, or one or the other here. And man, it's supposed to be down in the 40s, low 40s. And then um, um, uh, low 40s and then high 30s the next night. And Corey said, yeah, that's that's a little too cold. So Got to get the got to get the stove cap on the stove or the stove cap on the the wood stove exhaust. Uh, we got to get the get the stove all um, all cleaned up for the season and get some wood split down and get that fire going. So, um, <laughs> um <laughs> Jameson, why do you prefer composting over uh, house toilets? Composting, as in uh, out uh, uh, over an outhouse toilet, where you dig a dig a big hole and just let it fill up. Uh, composting, I prefer because uh, I can put the drum under there, layer the layer the uh, chips and um, chips and poo. And then as it's full, uh, seal it up, let it sit and decompose for a year. It'll kill all the, the nasties, the bacterias and the, the, the nasty stuff that you don't want in your poo pathogens. And then you can use it for uh, fertilizer. So that is, that is my preference. And uh, as far as preference over uh, indoor plumbing, uh, composting toilet, in my opinion, is way, way cleaner, way better and lots less water waste. So, um, let's see. Loco says, my buddy sold an upstart Halon brand back 
during college, great product, but they were an MLM, so they crashed and burned real quick. <laughs> okay, yeah, James says, uh, if I got a house, you'd still use a composting toilet. Yeah, uh, water waste, and uh, man, it's it's way cleaner, in my opinion. I, I When we moved back into the house and started using the, the indoor plumbing again, I was like, man, this is gross. Like, it just, it gets dirtier by default it felt i don't know i don't know i don't know i like it i like it better it, it the water waste was the the one biggest thing that i've noticed and um where we're building i'm guessing we're not going to have a whole lot of access to running water or anything if we if we end up building something uh putting up camps and things like that if if uh i think water will probably be a, be an issue so if I don't have to use it to poop and uh, and and throw that stuff down the sewer, that's the other thing. Septic cost um, and uh, or being hooked up to sewer. So it's just a more efficient and um, less impactful way to get rid of your waste is is my uh, my thoughts. Oh, look at that. 17 and a half minutes. If you are uh, if you're in in the live feed on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube or Facebook, hit hashtag element. Get into that 10K giveaway. We will do that here at the end. But it's time to move on to the topic of the day, and that is Bitcoin. And we're going to talk about arguments against Bitcoin. I didn't think uh, I didn't think I would say that on the show, but uh, <laughs> arguments against Bitcoin and I'm going to get my thoughts. So. That's um, That doesn't necessarily mean I agree with them or not. But before we get into that, every day I like to bring you products or services related to the topics that when purchased or used help support the Lots Project. If you're looking for a hardware wallet that prioritizes both security and convenience, Blockstream Jade is your answer. It's compact, user-friendly, and designed for optimal security of your Bitcoin assets. Available at 10% discount with the code the Lots Project via the link in the video description. Don't miss this golden opportunity to secure your crypto. Um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, it's been around um, now 12, 13, 14, 14 years-ish, um, 14 plus or minus years, definitely over 10, well over 10. Um, and... Um, Man, there are critics. There are critics. I mean, back in back in 2012, 2014, 2016, I could see it. I could see it. I could see it being critic, uh, being criticized. I could see it definitely being poo-pooed. Uh, man, why why are you going all in on this uh, this funny money? Um, the 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 currency in this country had yet to completely fall apart uh, but uh it, it, we had seen the pattern all over over and over in in countries across the world i think the the need for a new monetary system was there i think that um i think that uh that it was time i think that this is um this is what was needed. Uh, but here we are in in 2023, going on 2024 with, with like I said, Bitcoin being around for uh, 14, 13, 14, 15 years. Hold on one second, guys.
Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, so it's been around a while. <laughs> it's been around a while. I think the novelty of it is gone. I think the functionality of it is being being brought to the forefront. But anytime you talk to people about it, there's a good chance somebody is going to push back. They're going to use arguments. They're going to use uh, beaten down old arguments. They they are the same. They're the same over and over and over. You hear the same ones. But this, but that. What about this? What about that? Uh, I decided I just kind of wanted to read through that list. I actually populated, uh, I did a search uh, when I was doing when I was thinking about show topics, I was always pro Bitcoin, pro Bitcoin. And I was just sitting there one day and I, I said, man, I wonder, I wonder if there's a consolidated list of arguments that people use against Bitcoin. There's got to be like the Bitcoiners guide to going to Thanksgiving and talking to the family about Bitcoin, because, you know, Uncle John is going to be like, oh, gold, uh, you need to stack gold, you need to stack silver. And, uh, you know, Aunt Karen's going to say, that stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I was just wondering, <laughs> I was just wondering if there was a list of, um, of, of arguments that you could prepare yourself for the common, the common arguments against Bitcoin. And man, I found some, I found some lists and, uh, I was reading through them and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. It all, uh, it all adds up. So let me uh, let me start hitting this list. I will uh, throw at you some of these uh, these <laughs> arguments that I found against using Bitcoin. I'm sure you've heard them. Uh, if you're uh, if you've been around anyone that is new to Bitcoin or you're trying to convert, um, <laughs> Kbox says it worked. <laughs> it, it worked. Yes. Uh, that is the biggest uh, that is the biggest rebuttal to any argument is it works. Um anyway, anyway, let's hit this list. Uh man, number one critics of Bitcoin say, especially the gold guys, the the gold stackers, the um the precious metal guys, they say Hey, 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 that was quick. That was quick. I don't know. Uh, Starlink's been goofy uh, the last couple of days. I don't know. There's been blips. There's been plenty of blips, but they've been shorter, um, shorter blips. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but I heard Jack uh, Spirko give a, a great rebuttal to the intrinsic value um, argument. And I really didn't have time to dig back and find it. It was in one of his, um, it was in one of his, in one of his Bitcoin breakouts, I believe. And you can go back and you can look at it and uh, it was great. And I can't quite put together what he said. I went round and round in my head and I was like, I just can't nail what he said. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, Jesus. But anyway, uh, critics are going to say Bitcoin doesn't have any real value because it's not backed by a physical commodity. Uh, we can't use Bitcoin. We can't use Bitcoin. It doesn't have any intrinsic value. Intrinsic value, uh, my understanding is, okay, gold has value because it does something. It has intrinsic value. If nothing else, it has the value of the gold. Um, that is that in itself 
is used for other things. It's used for uh, making microchips. It's used in electronics. It's in, it's used uh, in cell phones. It's used in all sorts of things. It's used in jewelry. It's a limited supply. It has it has value regardless of uh, what anybody else wants to use for it. And I say, well, yeah, kind of, kind of. What if all those industries they use it for are gone? Um, what are what are all that? Um, what are all the uses for when when it all falls apart? I mean, does it really have value? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Pip says scarcity of an object somehow makes it uh, of value. Um, let's see. So. They say it doesn't have intrinsic value. Um, I mean, here's your your blatant obvious. Uh, what's the intrinsic value of your dollar? What's the intrinsic value of the of even a quarter at this point? There's no, I mean, minimal at this point with uh, what is they made out of nickel and and lead or some stupid shit, some alloy metal that isn't even silver. You got to run back into uh, into the history of coinage to get uh, to get actual silver. So what uh, what does what intrinsic value does you know, the current currency, the current money you're using? What does it have? I get the gold bugs want to stack gold and. Hey, <laughs> like, like, uh, Loco said, something smells musky. <laughs> I love it. Elon, Elon's fucking with me this morning. Elon likes Doge. I, and that's why he's, uh, he's knocking me out here. But I found a really cool quote in an article as I was reading about in intrinsic value of Bitcoin. And, um, Lynn Alden in the book, Three Reasons I'm Investing in Bitcoin, uh, has this quote and I read it and I was like, okay. Here we go. Um, it, it says, quote, although it has no industrial use, Bitcoin is scarce, durable, portable, divisible, verifiable, storable, fungible, saleable, and recognized across borders, and therefore has the properties of money. Like all potential money, though, it needs sustained demand to have value. What is going to bring value, intrinsic value to Bitcoin? is the fact that there is only so much of it. As it starts being held, as it starts being used, as the, the supply starts to shrink uh, to that limited value and the demand, the people that are adopting it, the people that are using it, and it becomes greater, the demand becomes greater, that's where your value comes from. Right now, you have people that understand that and you have people that don't and the majority of people don't. So if you're in the boat that uh, that understands that and you can start putting it away right now, uh, you can only understand what happens when the demand outweighs the supply. Supply and demand, guys, supply and demand. Um, right. Uh, K-Box is a washer is more than a penny. We went through that whole exercise at uh, at the last place I worked where what is the value of a penny? Uh, the washer was like seven cents and the penny was a penny. And we just started drilling holes in pennies and using them for washers. 
you're saving your money. It's uh, it was a Facebook meme and we, we saw it and we were like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so we actually, uh, we actually looked at it and that's how it worked. Um, all right. Uh, good morning, uh, Blake's Leakers. How are we doing? Um, Gingerbread Farm says it has the value you give it. Indians originally mocked the white man, the white man's love of the yellow metal. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, gingerbread, I mean, with gold, gold does have value. Gold has uses if you need it, if you need those uses. Um, and that's the thing. Like when when uh, electronics are gone, when the big EMP comes uh, and we don't have electronics, what's the value of gold? But then again, what's the value of Bitcoin at that point? So intrinsic value, intrinsic value. Um, it was a tough one to start with. I almost dropped it to the bottom. But uh, but intrinsic value is uh, is what it is. Uh, compare it to what we're using now. We're not trading gold. We're not uh, we're not using gold for money, uh, man. I would much rather have Bitcoin than fiat dollars be the standard of money that we use. Um, the next one, the next uh, argument that was on the list was it's a bubble. It's a bubble. Uh, some people uh, are, talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin like the dot com bubble, the housing bubbles, uh, saying that it's going to burst and leave everybody with significant losses. Um, Overall, do I see this happening? I don't know. I don't know. What were we saying? 14 years, 14 years now, 15, going on 14, 15 years. Uh, it was at 2011 that uh, that he hit the button, 2010. <laughs> Man, it's been too long. It's been too long. It's not a bubble. I, I don't see it being a bubble. Does it have ups and downs? Absolutely. Absolutely. So does everything else. But continually increasing in value from 2009 to now for 2010 whatever that date was what how how are you calling this a bubble it's outperformed um the majority of other things that it's going against uh it is it is not a bubble does it have peaks and valleys yes yes it does but if you zoom out to the whole picture and look at bitcoin tell me tell me how it's a bubble um it's it's just steady it's just steady the math makes sense you can't manipulate it it's been resilience it has price drops and continues to just grow over the long term zoom out and look at that look at that curve um and see see uh see the increase in value see what happens and then as we talk about talked about earlier um, as the demand for Bitcoin increases and the supply is decreasing, uh, watch that value go up. I just don't see the, the bubble argument happening or be holding water when the bubbles have all been manufactured. I don't see a manufactured price increase, uh, a significant one here. Uh, yes, increases and drops, but overall, we're not manufacturing a bubble with Bitcoin. Um, next argument people use is it's, it's too volatile price volatility. It's got, it's, it's, uh, it's just too, it's too volatile. The price bounces all around, man. It's been pretty steady lately. I, I have to say she's really, she's really kind of honed in on that, that 24 to $27,000 range for uh, quite a bit here. It hasn't been real volatile. 
uh, overall lately. But yes, peaks, valleys, ups, downs, bounces. Uh, yes, the price goes around and round. It's it's it is volatile. Uh, they say it's an unreliable store of value for that reason. Um, I think volat volatility provides opportunity. You always hear people say, buy the dip, buy the dip. If you have confidence in the asset long-term, if you have confidence in Bitcoin long-term, every time it goes down, it's just on sale. Every time it goes down a little more, it's just a little bit more on sale and you wish you hadn't bought it at the higher price. Um, all in all, if you have confidence in Bitcoin, you have confidence in the long-term value, the long-term asset. It is not a, um, I wouldn't say that it is a short-term thing. I looked at it uh, completely different when I first lo started looking into um, each each time. Uh, when I first started looking into it, I, I looked at it different. I was into altcoins. I saw an opportunity to make money. Um, I saw or uh, make increased value, I guess. Uh, I saw uh, opportunities in the bouncing of the prices, uh, just like you see in a volatile situation in a stock market. You buy low, sell high when that's happening quite a bit. If you pay attention, you can benefit from it. But it also scares people away because today it was worth uh, it was worth 100 shekels and tomorrow it's worth 50 shekels. Uh, what is my asset worth? It's a it's a it's an interesting game to play in the short term. But Bitcoin, I believe, is a long term asset. Uh, the majority of the Bitcoin I have just gets held for, you know, when this stabilizes and with the more people adopt it, the more people use it, the more people hold it, the scarcer it becomes it will smooth out that price volatility. It will smooth out that price curve. And I, I think it will come into its own as a, uh, as a very stable asset at, at, uh, at some time in the future. So price volatility, um, man, you can use it. You can use it to your advantage, but you can also, uh, you can also wait it out. You can stack your Bitcoin and not worry about the value. Just worry about how much Bitcoin you have. Start changing your perspective to how much Bitcoin I have, not how much big, how much my Bitcoin is worth. Your Bitcoin is worth, if you have a half a Bitcoin, your Bitcoin is worth half a Bitcoin. People ask what your exit strategy out of Bitcoin is. I don't have one. I want, I want to end up in Bitcoin. I don't want to end up in fiat dollars. Eventually, you're not going to care how many dollars your Bitcoin buys. You're going to care how many houses your Bitcoin buys. You're going to worry about how many cars your Bitcoin buys. You're worry about how many loaves of bread your Bitcoin buys. At some point, we're not going to have to worry about what the price volatility is. It's just going to be a, a means of exchange. And it already is in some cases. Uh, I've I've definitely dealt with people that say, you know, it's worth a, it's worth a hundred just for round numbers. It's worth a hundred dollars, but I would take uh, value uh, eight, $80 of fiat valued Bitcoin. So they're they're dis 
they're they're valuing the Bitcoin more than the fiat dollars. And we just need it as a reference rate of what the current value of objects are when when we're buying them with Bitcoin. So uh, price volatility, I think, is is uh, is going to go away for sure. But in the short term, use it to your advantage. Uh, K-Bong says DCA, DCA, DCA. Buy it all the time. Buy it on a schedule. Buy it regardless of price. And then keep an eye on the price. And if it drops down, maybe buy a little extra. I mean, that's uh, that's the long-term play. <laughs> um, next one is one of my favorite ones. One of my favorite ones. Uh, Bitcoin's used by criminals. It's used for criminal activities, guys. Only, guy, only people that are looking to do something illegal. Um only something that is looking to do something illegal and hide it will only use Bitcoin. That Silk Road, remember Silk Road? They were selling drugs on the internet and they were using Bitcoin. They were using Bitcoin. Can you believe that? Criminals use that shit. Uh, you, know, you know what else criminals use? Fucking US dollars. Yeah, they do. Weird weird man there's a weird push for uh for cash to be gone why why would we need cash to be gone other than uh other than tracing everybody's uh, purchases and every cent they spend um i uh i man <laughs> can't believe who would do anything with dollars criminal activity is such a just a generic scare tactic uh, back with weed, back with weed, you know, the, the reefer madness, it's always, it's always put on the scourge of society when, uh, when the, the public wants to demean something that's criminals and illegal activity. Uh, that's the, the bums, the bums use that the, yeah. I mean, just stop, just stop. Uh, some of the biggest, some of the biggest, uh, some of the biggest companies in the the country. Not saying that they're not criminals, but uh, they're using Bitcoin. Some of the the lily white, the lily white, the most non criminal enterprises in the world are using Bitcoin. It's not for criminals anymore. It's not just for criminals anymore. That's a T-shirt, guys. I should uh, I should write that down for sure. Get that on a T-shirt. Bitcoin. It's not. For criminals anymore. <laughs> K Bong says the CIA, um, the CIA funds the world with USD. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Man, I've seen those. Uh, I've seen when they they break into those cartel guys' uh, compounds and uh, the stacks of US dollars. The stacks of US dollars they have. Hey, look at that. I can actually see Food Forest Farms uh, comment today on YouTube. What is uh, what is going on? Did YouTube uh, un unscrew our uh, unscrew the ban they had? Is that your Food Forest Farms uh, account? Did you make a new one, Brian? Because I see the one that uh, let me put it on the screen here. If you're watching, um, is this the is this the account that I wouldn't be able to see? in the past or did you make a new uh, youtube account hmm interesting interesting let me see we need uh we need three more jumping in on that hashtag element to give away that 10k uh, first thing in the morning so uh or at the end of the show i guess not first thing in the morning anyway criminals criminals and bitcoin 
back to it. Uh, man, guys, it's it's just not it's not the case. It's it's a false argument. Do criminals use Bitcoin? I'm sure they do. Um, do do non criminals use Bitcoin? I'm sure they do. Do criminals use dollars? Yes. Do criminals use debit cards? If they're dumb, um, but yes, yes, everybody uses Bitcoin. Everybody uses, um, um, everybody uses pallets of dollars. Yes, yes. So, man, get off the criminal argument. Tell Aunt Karen that uh, that yes, she is a criminal too. <laughs> uh, next one on the list that I had here was the environmental impact of Bitcoin. Oh man, mining Bitcoin requires so much energy and it it contributes to the environmental degradation and global warming. Yeah, except like except the ones that are are running off of flare gas from a oil well that's just being burned off into the ether um for no reason Be other than the fact that they have to expel it otherwise it builds up and blows up. So normally, you know what they do? They just light it on fire and burn it off. We had a flare gas. Uh, we had a flare gas system in the the startup I worked at. They were such high end hydrocarbons that we could burn it so hot that it just disappeared into the atmosphere. Well, I always it always pissed me off that we were burning that off. We were a recycling company. We were re we were in the recycling world. We were reclaiming energy from plastic. We're taking plastic, breaking down the hydrocarbons and reforming it into oil. We were getting oil. We were getting naphtha, which is more like a um, uh, jet fuel uh, level, a higher end, lighter hydrocarbon mix that uh, burned easier, burned hotter. And then there were uh, some gas that we really couldn't capture. We couldn't condense it. And we just flared it off. We lit it and it burned super hot. I always was uh, I always was asking why we don't feed that into a generator, why we don't capture that energy. If there's flame there, if it's combusting, we can use that instead of just wasting it. Well, a couple of years ago, this was uh, this was plenty of years ago, 10 years ago or more. But in the last few years, I've uh, I've I've read about and I've seen people down in Texas with all the oil wells. They do similar things. They flare off gas that they can't use. Um, they're capturing this now. They're using it to power Bitcoin miners. They're using Bitcoin miners to even out power grids, to smooth out spikes and troughs in power grids and using that just to, um, to just, um, just smooth the grid out. And when, and when the, the demand is higher, the rig, the rig, the mining rig just draws back a little bit and when the demand goes down and it needs to smooth out instead of peaking and valleying the miners ramp up and we have a smooth use of energy uh flare using flare gas using um there there's huge projects going on right now i believe in el salvador and some in africa looking at uh hydroelectric looking at volcanic um geothermal energy to run miners bitcoin isn't making the earth go away it's not damaging it's not gobbling up all the energy um norton uh the the keyword is element hashtag element as in hashtag e 
E-L-E-M-E-N-T. Oh, excuse me. E-L-E-M-E-N-T. Elements is the word. There we go. There we go. I'll get it up. <coughs> uh, Loco says plastic, especially the packaging, is the bane of my existence. Yes. Um, uh, Gingerbread says a lot of well pumps actually run on flare gas with propane to start up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, let me catch up with these, uh, catch up with these comments here. He was talking about volcano. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in, yeah, there we go. Bitcoiners aren't looking to, um, to just trash the world. Actually, I think it's, I think it's, uh, exactly the opposite i think we're exploring we're innovating if you're in that space you're not um you're not just uh let's see you're you're on you're not resting on old ideas you're using bitcoin so these people aren't the type of people to just sit back and say it's okay and uh i think i think the the, the more we diverge into looking for alternative energies to power and uh, to secure Bitcoin, uh, the more creative they're getting. Uh, Brian mentioned the Brian mentioned the um, uh, volcano project and the waterfall projects. We're, we're giving uh, I heard it explained like this. There was no reason to go trekking trekking into the jungles of Africa to find a, a, a um, a waterfall to try to get energy out of. There's no one to use the energy. There's uh, there's so much loss of energy in the transmission far enough to get to a population center to use it. Uh, now, if we build hydroelectric facility at a waterfall that has no population and we run Bitcoin miners off it, we're now accumulating wealth. We're stacking assets. We're, we're providing security to the Bitcoin network. And now, it makes financial sense to build that power grid, to use that power to do something productive with it without an impact on the earth, without taking more energy from something else. Now, maybe it makes sense because we're making that, we're using that energy. Maybe it makes sense to run lines to somebody, or maybe it makes sense to use that money to build some other way to provide electricity to people that don't have it. There's multiple roads you can go down with this, but now it's making sense. It's giving a use at the point of collection to use some of these alternative sources of energy, volcanoes, hydroelectric. Just makes sense. It makes sense. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not looking to make the world end. They want Bitcoin to succeed long term. Um, Kyle says, uh, Kyle says, and he's just reverting backwards using pigs as currency. Perfect. Kyle, do you take Bitcoin for pigs? Do you take Bitcoin for um, for butchering processing services? Just curious. Um, so, yeah, the environmental impact is just, uh, I, I mean, really, when you think the people, think about the people that scream environmental impact. Um, yeah, take it with a grain of salt, guys. Uh, one of the other arguments is it's not widely accepted. Yes, I agree. It's not widely accepted enough yet. Yet. Uh, it's new. 
let's let's think about how long the the U.S. dollar has been around. Let's think about how long uh, fiat money has been around. How long did it take to accept? How long did it take for everybody to buy in? How long did it take for people to be like, yeah, I'll take that paper for my services? Wait, um, man, we're, we're, we're talking a blip on the radar, a blip on the timeline for Bitcoin. It's 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 growing exponentially as uh, as since I've been in since I've been paying attention. So that's but excuse me. Has been since like 2017, 2018, when I really started paying attention to Bitcoin more and more. Uh, it had been on the, the outer radar for some time before that, but this is when I really kind of started paying attention. So what is that uh, to six years going on six years? Uh, that's a blip. That's a blip on the timeline. And the significant increases I've seen in those six years, which is only half of the time it's been actually in existence, just over half. Um, man, unreal, unreal. The places that are accepting it, the ways that it's accepting with, um, with lightning coming around with those, uh, layers of technology, with the other layers being added onto Bitcoin, the way that it's being used and the places it's being accepted and the ease of use is making it be more publicly accepted, uh, be more, uh, more places to use it. You're using Bitcoin, the network, Bitcoin network and Lightning network. Um, sometimes when you don't even know it, when you don't even know it. Um, so the fact that it's being adopted in the background, the fact that it's being adopted as a backbone to run even the the legacy uh, payment systems, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. I don't think the. Um, uh... <laughs> Oh man, I don't think it'll be long before. Um, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do the central bank digital currency, and you're going to have to learn how to use uh, digital assets. And uh, at that point, it's going to be like, let's choose what we use. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says he doesn't take Bitcoin. It hasn't made its way up here as much as it does in the southern part of the state. I also just smile and nod anytime you talk about it because I'm a supportive friend and I still don't get it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh, we'll we'll get you uh we'll get you a, a base understanding of it here in in a week or so at SRF, Kyle. Don't worry about it. Uh, but acceptance, it is an issue. It is an issue, and it, it it's been an issue and something that sat in my head since the beginning. Since I started getting into it, since I started looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, I can stack this stuff. I can maybe use it here and there between some friends. Uh, now, man, you search the internet and there are plenty of places that accept Bitcoin. Uh, it's a conundrum whether you want to, um, whether you want to spend it, hold it or, uh, or what you want to do with it. And man, the people that understand it want to hold it. Of course, they, they understand the long-term value. I think where it comes down to where the issue comes to is it has to be used to be accepted. 
I've I've really come to a spot where I went to three bucket system, man. I I got I have Bitcoin that's that's just being held and stacked, and I don't even look at it. I don't look at the amount. I don't look at the value. It just goes to that wallet, and it just it accumulates. It's my it's my hodl uh, wallet. Hold on for dear life. It just keeps accumulating. I also have uh, that mid term uh, where I stack into there. It's like a savings account. And then when it gets to a certain value, not not necessarily um, fiat value, when it gets to a certain amount of Bitcoin, some gets siphoned off. Some gets siphoned off. It's that emergency fund. If I have to have assets quick, I don't want to spend Bitcoin, Bitcoin but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you've, you're over leveraged. Sometimes you have two emergencies in the same month. Sometimes you just need some extra cash um, that's where that, that intermediate savings account works for me, uh, intermediate Bitcoin savings account. It's liquid. It's not a way on cold storage, but when it gets to a certain level, it, it gets siphoned off and resets again. And then I have uh, Bitcoin that I intend fully on spending. I have a small, I have a wallet. Uh, it's usually on my phone. It's like the shit I would keep in my wallet. Um, my physical wallet dollars. Uh, it's what I have on that check card uh, that I'm willing to swipe if I need to buy something, if somebody takes Bitcoin, if I need to spend it. But th that is intentional. I understand the value of holding and I wish I could stack every single piece or every single digital Bitcoin I buy. I wish I could just pack it away forever and I could, but I see the value in spending it. I see the value in onboarding people. I see the value in spreading that around. I see the value in supporting people that are accepting Bitcoin that uh, that realize that once they get it and they start growing that asset, that uh, maybe that thing they got paid for today in for five dollars in Bitcoin, five dollar fiat value in Bitcoin eventually will be worth ten dollars in Bitcoin. Getting people to realize that I think is important enough that I will sacrifice a small portion of what I exchange into Bitcoin to spread that message. So, you know, that's, that's my theory on Bitcoin. I don't, I do not uh, demean you or think bad of you. If you, if you hold and you hold and you hold, or you don't buy at all, um, that's you, that's your personal decision. This is my philosophy in order for my Bitcoin in my lifetime to be worth what I want it to be. There has to be mass adoption in order for mass adoption. People need to use it. People need to use it. it it's okay. It's okay. Um, whether you do or you don't, that's just my theory. Um, Hunter said some random sent me a hundred sats at 0300. Yeah, cool. Awesome. <coughs> um, K-Bong says, I always take some for the table. Yeah, man. Skim. Skim off. Uh, every purchase, a little bit goes here, a little bit goes there, a little bit goes here. Uh, all the three piles. Extra purchases. Uh, we were talking about DCA earlier. Maybe your DCA goes into your cold storage and then your extra, your extra or maybe something you earn. If you can find a way to earn Bitcoin, and this is the where I really realize this, I can earn Bitcoin. 
Uh, I can sell things for it. I can uh, value for value. Um, there's the podcast 2.0 network, whether you're putting a podcast up or commenting. Uh, Telegram making good. I, I really wish the Telegram value for value network would, or value for value concept would would get more integrated in people to where people that are contribute contributing quality content get rewarded for that. Um, earning Bitcoin, not exchanging fiat for Bitcoin makes it a lot easier to do what I just said. Uh, when I'm getting it in exchange for something I'm doing anyway, it's a lot easier to say, well, I'm going to take half of this to put it back into the pot to help adoption. And half of this I'm going to keep for me, for my my stacks. Um, that works. That works. Um, <laughs> Pip said years ago, uh, asked if you asked the dealership general manager if I could be the first dude to buy a vehicle with Bitcoin, he politely declined the offer. <laughs> oh, K-Box says, don't earn from exchange. No, 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 no. Don't, uh, don't, uh, no, no, don't, uh, don't give anyone your Bitcoin to earn more Bitcoin. Um, yeah. Uh, I have some more, I have some more on this list, guys. We're not going to get to them. I want to give away that 10K. Uh, let me see if we got enough. Hey, we got just enough. I mean, with a little, uh, with a little, uh, fudging from scrambling, uh, I think we just did enough. We got 10K. Um, that's going to be a giveaway. We're going to give away 10K for the, for, for the last time. For the last time, we're going to give 10K away. Next, next Friday is going to be the 15K giveaway. But unfortunately, or fortunately, if we can grow a little bit, we only need 15 people to give it away. It's going to stack. It's going to stack up. It's going to do the same thing as we're doing right now. Uh, every week, it'll go up 15K, and we'll need 15 people in the live audience on a Friday to give it away. So, man, we might be getting a significant stack here now that we're increasing the the weekly amount. So, um, <laughs> Gingerbread says, I have small amounts expanded in wallets because it isn't enough to transfer. Nah. Just wait a while. Just wait a while. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says, I think you underestimate what a grumpy old man I am that would be happy communicating in grunts. <laughs> and he says he woke up. He woke up for 10K. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, let's uh, let's spin this wheel. Let's uh, let's give away this 10K. And uh, next week, next week, we will be giving away 15. And man, if um, if the the winner just donates it back, it, I guess it'll be 25 right off the bat. Imagine that. Uh, we'll have to figure it out. I will get all that. I will get all of that uh, listed out and promoted next week. I've been doing 10K for a while, and uh, I'm excited to give it away for the first week, uh, even if it is a little bit of a... Um, a little bit of a stretch, but anyway, let's uh, let's spin this wheel. See who's going to win win uh, that 10k today. Here we go, round and round we go. Um, I mean, I think I think uh, Norton has a, a pretty good chance of winning it, but Pip, Pip, <laughs> on your way to buying that car with with Bitcoin. Congratulations, Pip. I will, uh, I will definitely get you that in the Telegram chat. Congratulations on the 10K giveaway. Um, hey, 
if you got arguments against Bitcoin, I'm pretty sure a couple of Google searches can can ease your ease your mind or you're you're more than welcome to reach out to me. You can go to the lotsproject.com and sign up for a 30 minute chat on cryptocurrency. I'd be glad to walk you through the steps of getting started. I'd be glad to figure out your goals in uh, cryptocurrency if you're just getting started and give you uh, lay you out a plan on how to get there, how I can uh, how I can help you get to where you're at. And um and uh, yeah, thelotsproject.com under services, beginner and intermediate, intermediate, intermediate cryptocurrency consulting. It's going to be a great week, guys. Uh, if you're not on the email list, be sure to head over there to the website and uh, just put your email address in any of the spots you find on the site. A lot of the pages have them. They all go to the same list. You will get a recap email tomorrow of the, the this week's episodes and on Sunday, a recap of uh, the Lots Project and what we had going on for the previous week, what we have going on coming up, and a preview of all the episodes for the next week. So I appreciate everybody hanging out. And uh, hey, if you're interested in that 15K giveaway, think about joining us next Friday live. But if you'd like to participate in the live comments every day, you can always join us Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer, recommended products, and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great weekend, guys. It's Friday. Get out there. Get some shit done this weekend. If you still got to work today, enjoy that day. I hope it flies by. Otherwise, uh, yeah, like I said, make it an awesome weekend. And we will catch up with you on Monday. 